Welcome everyone. My name is Emmett Janney and you're listening to 617 Real Estate, an electrifying podcast about the past, present, and future predictions for commercial real estate in the Boston area. I decided to start this podcast to look into trends and strategies of profiting off of the commercial real estate business in Boston. Currently, we are living in some unprecedented times and it will be interesting to see how the real estate markets pan out. I'm here with Ty Janney, Managing Principal at Lee and Associates, Boston. Could you talk a little bit about yourself and how you got into real estate and how you got the job you have now? Yeah, I got into real estate uh, after I graduated uh, from college. Uh, one of my first jobs was um, appraising um, both commercial and residential properties uh, in Newport, Rhode Island. And um, the person that I apprenticed for uh, specialized in um, uh, appraising uh, Newport mansions. Uh, so that was interesting and intriguing to me and um, understanding the valuation of, uh, of income um, producing properties. Um, uh, that was my introduction. And uh, from, from there, I got into property management, which um, I gained an understanding for uh, how properties are run and managed. Uh, and then into brokerage, uh, which is where I am today and have been for almost 25 years. Um, uh, started in uh, leasing uh, and sales of office buildings uh, in the greater Boston market, uh, and then graduated to um, my specialty now, which is uh, occupier solutions or um, just uh, tenants or um, um, occupiers of real estate. And so uh, I went from one larger company um, uh, and then started my own company uh, in 2010. And then from there, uh, just recently merged with uh, another larger company, uh, which I have two partners with uh, currently. Could you talk a little bit about the process a firm goes through to find a new location? Sure. Um, location is usually uh, the, the top uh, consideration for where a company might be. Um, and um, that would be um, a decision usually based on um, you know, the type of employee that they would be looking for uh, or looking to hire or recruit. Um, the, uh, the cost is, uh, is also a, a factor. So um, more um, densely populated areas tend to be more expensive. Um, inner urban areas, uh, financial district, uh, or they call um, commercial business district spaces are more um, expensive than um, uh, suburban locations. And, um, and then uh, finally, uh, I would say that um, the type of space is, is also um, a factor as well. Can a company's property affect its productivity? Yes, it certainly can. Um, many companies, uh, retail companies especially, uh, need to have um, 
favorable demographics so that they're selling to the right customers. Um, uh, companies that uh, are tech companies or office users uh, need to be in a location that might have uh, good access to public transportation uh, and uh, have the ability to recruit um, uh, top level employees. Can you talk about how supply and demand of buildings in Boston has changed as a result of COVID-19? Um, sure. Supply and demand uh, of um, spaces uh, in Boston um, have been affected by COVID-19 adversely, um, probably most adversely, uh, to office properties where um, there are lots of people in uh, uh, densely populated um, floors and spaces and elevators and lobbies. Um, lots of companies have uh, decided to uh, delay uh, a return to work or uh, a staggered return to work, um, which translates uh, to more supply. Uh, when companies aren't utilizing their spaces, they either decide to let their, their leases expire um, or uh, they tend to put their spaces uh, on the market for sublease. So um, that would increase the supply. Um, not much in the way of increase for demand. Um, industrial properties uh, have uh, probably stayed the same. Um, there's a higher demand for last mile delivery um, um, services, which increases the need for uh, warehouse spaces. So. That's been stable. Do you have any predictions about the changes in real estate um, due to COVID-19? Um, I believe that uh, office properties, especially office towers, um, will, will need to make many modifications to uh, to accommodate uh, the changes uh, in the world uh, over the last six months. Um, ventilation, um, densities, um, and a lot of operational changes uh, in order to accommodate um, the needs of office users. And I think um, probably for at least the next year, uh, those properties will, um, will, will not have um, as higher occupancy levels as they traditionally have in the past. And it will probably take some time for those properties to rebound and for people to start using them again. Our next guest is Samantha Janney, Vice President of Sales and Operations at EF Education in Cambridge. Let's get right into it. Being a part of a company that owns a large chunk of real estate in Boston, what do you guys use your space for? My company uh, owns real estate. Uh, we have three different office buildings uh, on a campus uh, right in Cambridge, and it's used for uh, two of the buildings are for educational or dormitory use, and the third building is office space. Could you, could you elaborate on that? Sure. So the office space is used to house 11 different 
companies uh, that are part of EF education. So um, I would say two of the three buildings, one of the, the one of them is a hybrid of a business school. So it has classrooms and then uh, two floors are office space. And then uh, the other building just uh, houses businesses. And the third building is a residential hall that has one floor of office space. Do you feel that you have been more or less productive while working at home during COVID-19? Um, I think that I have been overall more productive. Um, I think you can be much more focused when at home. Um, I've set my office up, my home office up, so that I can be super focused um, and not distracted by things happening around me. Um, so I find that I'm more productive working remotely um, because you don't have people who are just constantly sort of coming up to you as they can in an open floor plan, which is what I work in in the office building. Just adding on to that thought, I think I spend more time working since I've been working remote because I use what would have traditionally been commuting time to work. Um, so, you know, early, early before the, the business day starts and at the end of the day, I probably add on an additional two hours of work a day as a result. In a perfect world, if you had a chance to go back to the office, would you go back? I think in a perfect world, I'd like to see a hybrid situation because I definitely have been much more productive working remotely, um, but I do miss the social interaction. Um, I've been able to have a better quality of life in terms of uh, balancing, using my time instead of commuting 10 hours a week, using that for work or for physical health. Um, so in, in an ideal world, I'd work remotely a couple days a week and be in the office a couple days a week. In the future, do you think that your firm will continue to use the same amount of office space? Um, my company owns their own real estate. So I think that, well, at least in the next year during COVID, um, I expect them to still use the real estate, but um, they'll have fewer people using it. So, um, yeah. But I think there is the potential for them to sublet some of their space. Um, what they need to think about is how much do they need for their businesses and how could they arrange the space so that they could have access to external customers potentially. After my talks with Mr. and Mrs. Janney, it was clear that there is more supply than demand for real estate in Boston. It seems that one possible explanation for this is the opportunity cost is negative. This means that the risk does not outweigh the reward in this case. This is because people are rational and it no longer makes sense for them to put their lives at risk in order to go to work. It will be interesting to look at the future trends of commercial real estate industry in Boston. This podcast got me thinking, is the real estate market efficient? 
How does government intervention affect the value of property in Boston? What are some examples of externalities in real estate? What has caused the market to fail in the past? We're going to take a look at this in our next episode of 617 Real Estate. Thanks.